Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Obviously, the head coach of the Suns, losing his wife, Ingrid Williams, in 2016. Uh, the battle that he's been on, he just, I, I got to tell you, I, I was so happy for CP3 last night because if there's anybody that deserves this shot at it, it's this man. You know, remember the movie No Country for Old Men? Oh, yeah. Sports, sports lately? Oh, yeah. It's kind of flipped that script, hasn't it? Now it's about, <laughs> it is about the old men now, as we saw Tom Brady do what he's old, doing. Though, man. CP? No. In, the, in NBA circles, you got to consider. Oh, he got, but, but the thing Can he is, get to a though, finals? Finally, in his career, that's something to watch. He's been straight the whole time. There was been no dip off. He got hurt, it, yeah. what, three years ago against Golden State? With Houston. And huh? everybody act like CP3 was just cooked. Because him and James Harden couldn't get on the same page in Houston after that. Then he goes, shipped off to OKC. He gets them turned around. He, he's been the same dude. Mm-hmm. I don't understand where that, all that mindset from people comes from when people automatically assume because a dude moves on from one team to another that he's washed. They start looking at his age. Like, tell me when he had a major dip in his career where you're like, oh, my God, he has a rebirth. Like when? The criticism for him has been you can't get – he couldn't get to that final layer. He never could. Like, again, and, and the, the Rockets were the closest he's ever come, and it was up 3-1. But was Those it, Clipper teams, well, he was the main cog yeah, of that team. But, they could knock it out of the second round. But he's not – okay, here's what I'm going to say. There's only one dude that I can think of in the NBA that I since I've been watching – that basically have carried teams on his back. LeBron. Yeah. Right? Jordan yep. couldn't do it. MJ had Pippen in them, man. Okay? Magic had the cap in them. And Worthy and Showtime. Different era, but same thing. Mm-hmm. And even to the point where LeBron had to go to Miami before he really got his first chip, but he still carried his team as a kid in, mm-hmm. in Cleveland to a championship loss. Oh, seven. That's only one guy, though. Think about it. It's Can only been one wrong? guy that's been able to put his team on his back since we've been watching the NBA. It takes luck to win a championship. I don't care what anybody says. Things have to go your, your way. And it takes key, fortune, right. The, yeah, the, the knock, not on CP3, is, it mostly has been injuries. I mean, look, you can go all the way back 2015 with the Clippers. CP3 had that hamstring injury. He missed games one and two versus the Rockets. They were up 3-1. 2016, hand fracture. 2017, foot fracture with his co-star, Blake Griffin. There's always been injuries that have followed CP3. That's but, it, but is CP3 waking up and saying, oh, I'm just going to hurt my hand today so I don't have to play in the <laughs> no, championship. No, yeah, exactly. no, it just happens you. that way. Fortune is the Fortune word. Fortune is the yeah. word. Yeah. It's just, it just one of those deals where it's like, not again. It never happens during the regular season. It just for which whatever is, which is why well, it's which happening is to everybody else right now instead of happening yeah, to the Yeah, and, that, and that's, that's something, of course, right to talk about because, you know, it, it, are, are we rooting now to see Chris Paul get there? I mean, you know, you know get to that final because what a, what a story that would be certainly for him. But how about on the other side of this series, which ended in a sweep? I think we're a little surprised this series ended in a sweep as uh, the Denver Nuggets really just never had an answer uh, for the Suns in this series. And Nikola Jokic, who was the MVP really? of the league that, you know, I guess now we could start, you know, Start that whole debate about where's Yates at when you need him. Where's Yates at when you need well, him? He's not no, a postseason. No, hang on, let me explain. Let me explain. Because as as Key said, we've only seen one guy carry a team by himself. 
Well, Jokic was trying to do that by himself without Jamal Murray, who was injured and, and missing. And Aaron Gordon, you know, we learned a little bit about him, of course. You know, uh, Michael Porter Jr., very young player in his first experience as well, you know, trying to be more of a, a, an elevated role. But Jokic, you know, gets tossed in this game, in an elimination game. The MVP gets thrown out with a flagrant two. And we'll call this Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. About three, about under four minutes to go in the third quarter, down eight. And he's really frustrated with the officiating. Uh, it was it was Cameron Payne, I believe, right, that he sees, uh, just swings down trying to steal the ball out of frustration, makes contact with his face. They review it. They call it a flagrant two, uh, as you're seeing it right now on ESPN2. And, and, it, it, and it, you know, Payne goes down like he just, you know, that down goes Frazier. I mean, he just went down, right, like as if he really yeah. got punched in the face. So when you first see it without replay, you think – you know, that was a vicious play, but in replay, it doesn't look nearly as vicious, but they still called the flagrant two. Man, it should have been a flagrant two. They should no, have threw have. his ass out. No. Man, look. No. They should have threw him out, period. Because that, to me, is dirty. I don't give a damn what nobody say. To me, that's dirty. You swiping at it out of frustration. You could have broke that dude's face, man. And you ain't got a muscle in your arm. That's why it didn't happen. But if he had a... If he had busted his nose or a broke an eye socket or something, then you wouldn't even be having this conversation. You chopping down at then, the ball. Then you'd talk about suspension to start next yeah, season. Yeah, like, come on, man, stop. Contact, I don't want to yeah. hear that. Well, I don't want to hear that. He, it, it's soft, the NBA, oh, it's getting soft. Yeah, John no. Moran tweeted that. No. Stop. Oh, okay, well, right. he didn't hit you, Jay. Had he hit you in your face, we'll hear what you be saying. It was a play on the ball, That was even English, what I just did. It was a play on the ball, He swung for the ball. I mean, was it a hard foul? Yes. But, like, it's not like he swung at him for the face. He swung. It was a play on the ball. If it's a play on the ball, that's a flagrant one. It's not a flagrant two. If he just slapped him in the face well, and the, the ball was nowhere around, then kick him out. Well, but in, a, in, a, in, a, in this kind of game scenario on the play on the ball. Get him out. You don't eject them, man. Yeah, you, know, again, you don't do that. And again, you know, I wonder if also because of the MVP, do you also consider all these things? But the league I don't is, care who he is, Alan, MVP or just a random guy. It's a play on the ball. Okay. It's so, a frustration foul, but a play on the ball. It, it certainly was. The league disagreed, of course, and tossed Nicole Jokic. I agree the with the league. And here's the joker after the game on, on really like what, what he was doing on that play. I wanted to change the rhythm of the game. I wanted to give us some energy. Maybe to change the whistle a little bit, so I, I tried to make a hard foul. Did I hit him? Did I, did I hit him? Did I didn't hit him? We don't know. So I say sorry if I did. Didn't want to injure him or hit him in the head on purpose. So I, I watched the game in the locker room to call off. Yeah, I don't think he did it on purpose. I don't think he tried to injure him on purpose. But the fact that you did do it, you deserve to be kicked out the game. Now, when, he on, off, when he walked off, when he walked off the court, man, just to I, be clear. Hey. Hey man, you, know you do so when you do we, stuff we, we, like we, that. When you do stuff like that, and you injure my teammates, he didn't injure him. He well, played the rest of the game. Yeah, well, he was fine. Yeah, and here's my thing. You know, we want it one way where we get frustrated. All these tic tac foul calls, hand, you know, hand check in or guys. You know, back in the day, guys used to be put on their back. Mm. They would get left sit. They would get sent a message. You're not so now a player tries to send a message with a hard foul, and now we want to eject them and we say, yeah, that's a dirty play. It's not a dirty play, right. man. I can show you dirty plays in the NBA. That wasn't a dirty play. That was a hard foul. I'm just glad that nothing happened where he broke his face or his nose or nothing. Or, or it's also because Devin Booker runs up to him and they get face-to-face. Well, that's a, now, that's fake. 
Hey, Devin Booker ain't going to do that. Well, what you didn't want, though, is an altercation because they were right by the front row when that was going on, and you didn't want to have anything happen. He just run it up on him. That's NBA like. Where was Devin Booker's security at? <laughs> NBA man, <laughs> Jay, he want to show you show some love to his teammate. I got your back. We not gonna. You yeah, know. Well, he was looking for the foul, and then he went no, up to man, him. If he said, was gonna do anything, you would have pushed him, swung on him. You wasn't gonna do that, man. Stop. Yeah, Aiden wasn't really ready to do much there either as well. None of them, man. That is respect. Just, Although, to, to be fair, to be clear, too, basketball. Jokic once he was ejected, the first thing he did was walk right up to Payne, put out his hand, that's apologized, okay. patted yes. him. Then went off, that's, uh, that's, off the court. That's, uh, congratulations to that. That is Straight Talk brought by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Just getting started here on a Monday. You can see it's already getting feisty. And we had some feistiness in the NBA yesterday. We also had another injury as we were talking about. The big three down to a big one. So is that one big enough to get the Nets past the Bucks? <laughs> a lot to discuss there. KJZ, ESPN Radio and Sirius XM, Channel 80. Timeout called by Steve Nash, and it appears to be the right ankle of Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving injured midway point of the second quarter. Milwaukee take advantage to tie this series up. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Basketball is intense. It's gritty. It's hard. And it appears to be the right ankle of Kyrie Irving. Nets, of course, have had their share of injuries all season long. We lost a great player during the game. It was a big adjustment tonight to play without him. Giannis on the slam! Welcome to the playoffs. Both these teams getting after it. That's typical playoff basketball. Gets it going. Oh, beautiful feed right through the wicket. <laughs> Love the way the guys play. We just got to keep competing. Giannis up and over the top. Middleton for three. Pucks it in. We're very happy, but we got to keep getting better. Hopefully we can go in Brooklyn and take one. So what? let's see. What a difference what about four days can make. <laughs> That escalated quickly. (laughs) I mean, you go from the Nets dominating the first two games of their series with the Bucs, and we're talking about, and Woj is even talking about it, we'll have Woj on later on the show, about how Mike Budenholzer's job could be on the line, everybody's watching to see how the Bucs respond 
Game three could have gone any way at that point, right? At any way, game three could have gone. But then all of a sudden, game four, and the Bucks had a little bit of life, and you could see, like, okay, they're at home. They feel comfortable getting more and more into back to their game. And then Kyrie Irving's injury happens, and it's as if the Nets lost a lot of their spirit and, of course, a lot of talent. And the Bucks rolled from there, and now all of a sudden it's a best of three. And the Bucks suddenly look like the team. Am I crazy to say now? Before we even get into the Kyrie injury, do the Bucks have momentum? I, I don't necessarily know that because I don't. You got to come back to Brooklyn now. You, know, you shift back to Brooklyn. Playing on the road is a little bit different than playing at home with full stadiums now. Notice, so noticeably, yeah. And I know that Brooklyn is down two. Well, I don't even know if it's two men they're down because James Harden. Uh, I'm sure James Harden is 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 getting the necessary treatment to get back into the fold. So he's day to day. Um, That's how they listed him. Day to day. It, it, but they are they are down a couple, and Milwaukee certainly didn't go away. They pushed the gas pedal all the right. way down to the floor, and you can see that it was very evident in Game Four that they realized we got an opportunity here. Now that they're shorthanded, let's take advantage of it. Allen, yeah, damn right they got momentum. Okay, they they they, they have momentum. You don't know when James Harden is coming back off that hamstring injury. I would assume James Harden, James Harden will have to come back for game five, especially if you see the way Kyrie Irving rolled that ankle. For anybody mm-hmm. that played sports or if you played basketball, look, this isn't like you come down and your ankle barely shifts over and it pops right back really quickly. Literally, his, all of his weight came down and his foot turned sideways. Like his weight, his whole body was on his ankle to the side. You just don't come back from that in a day or two. So with Kyrie Irving being out, James Harden with a hamstring injury that's kind of plagued him for the last couple of years of his career, with KD, even though KD's gifted scoring-wise, this is where KD and other guys are a little bit different, right? Like when you think about KD, the most gifted scorer we've ever seen in the game. But like, you know, when you think about LeBron or a guy like Luka, they can facilitate so much more. They create points off their passing. Like KD can pass, but that's not – one of his super power strengths. So now, yes, if you're Giannis or the way P.J. Tucker, by the way, shout out to P.J. Tucker, uh, the 919-984 area code down in Raleigh, North Carolina. The way he's guarded him has been tremendous, man. Held him to nine points, like on 25% shooting Mm -hmm. in that last game uh, for him when he's a primary target defender. But with that kind of physicality, yes, there's – the, the momentum is going in the Bucs' direction. The great thing about the Kyrie injury, though, is is that – Dr. Johnson to tell you walking off on your own power that that says something. He didn't need someone to help him to the locker room. That's a long ways from the court to the locker room, okay? Or, 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 he, li- he limped. He, no, no, he but took it, it slow, it but you're it right. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's the initial shock, right? When the initial shock wears off, yeah, you wear boots for protection and all those sort of things. To, to, if there's a major swelling, to keep the swelling down. You do all those sort of things. But to be able to – I mean, I'm look at it. That, that to me, all yeah. that is is gingerly moving along. Right. And by the time he gets treatment and whatnot, Dr. Johnson will tell you, I think he'll be okay. Dr. Johnson, I saw Clay Thompson walk off the court with a torn ACL. So, I've seen guys Yeah, but it was a different – but that – but torn ACL, you, could, you knew it was a torn ACL based on how – his knee buckled. This is not a broken ankle. This is not torn ligaments in an ankle. This is not that situation. 
at all. Dr. Johnson's been there. For everybody who's wondering who Dr. Johnson is, that would be uh, Keyshawn M.D. And Keyshawn <laughs> doesn't it. stay at a Holiday Inn Express. Because <laughs> right. I said I asked him one time, he's like, what's that? Why would I, why would I ever stay there? <laughs> well, yeah, no, not me. But still, uh, as you mentioned, Jay, the effect on, on KD uh, was noticeable in that game, although he wasn't really shooting the ball even before the injury very well. And P.J. Tucker did a great job. But once it came down to just Kevin Durant, it became, okay, well, let's see your big 15. And the big 15 was not able to get it done. They didn't get to 100 points for the second straight game. First time all season, they didn't get to 100. Now, now again, on Kyrie, he did walk off the court, but he did leave in a walking boot on crutches. And the key here is this one day off between games now, five and six, only one day off between games. Uh, here's Steve Nash, head coach of the Nets, on if Kyrie doesn't play, the impact it will have on KD. Well, I have no idea, you know, what, what's going to happen with Kai in the coming days. Um, you know, we'll, we'll cross our fingers and hope that uh, it's better than, than um, you know, I don't know, better than what? Better than uh, missing the next game? You know, it is tricky with Kevin. We, we all got to pitch in. We all got to play together. We got to move the ball. And, and I thought tonight we got a little single-minded looking for Kevin every time. Puts a little bit too much pressure on him. It makes it a little more predictable, I thought, um, you know, which which puts a lot of burden on him. So we got plenty of guys who have stepped up in absences this year and done very well. And I think we're going to rely on each other to play a team game, move the ball. And, of course, we're looking for Kevin as much as we can, but uh, within reason, you know, within reason, within, without confining ourselves and being predictable. A lot of pressure now on Kevin Durant. Let me just get a couple of things in here real quick, Jay. First and foremost, again, Rachel Nichols reporting that uh, the x-rays, though, on Kyrie's ankle were negative. So MRI, of course, is coming next. So, yes, Dr. Dr. Johnson was right. And the Nets this season, when only one of the big three play, uh, nine and six. Uh, so still have a winning record, but winning by an average of 1.4 points per game. So Ouch. game five will not be easy of course and uh, we wouldn't expect it to be in the series although after the first two games jay it did look like it might be easy i was gonna say according to steve nash you know that that was coach's talk you know we have to find kevin durant within reason no you don't you have to find kevin durant every damn time down the floor and are you going to be predictable yes you are going to be predictable what like this is what you know you see when like lebron james didn't have ad or dennis schroeder wasn't there yeah their offense becomes extremely predictable because you know the ball has to be in the hands of LeBron James to make a play. And that's going to be the same thing with Kevin Durant. Now, look, stage five, game five is set up for a stage for KD to have a massive game. Mm-hmm. It's a massive uh, moment for him in time to showcase how special of a talent he is. But it's going to be hard because everybody knows where the ball is going, Allen. You know where the ball is going. But isn't that P.J. A, Tucker wait, 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 knows where the ball is going. Can you say that about every superstar in the league? I mean, Donovan Mitchell right now, before – talk about injuries, before no. his injury. I mean, that's – you knew Utah – he was getting no. the ball. He was getting buckets until no. he started blitzing him. Not with Utah because Utah doesn't play that style of basketball that Brooklyn does. I so top down like James Harden, LeBron – I'm sorry, James Harden, KD, Kyrie. Utah moves the ball around a lot. I mean, shoot, Bogdanovich and Joe Ingles are shooting the heck out of the ball. Jordan Clarkson, sixth man of the year. Like, it's a completely different continuity set. So, I think you can say it with certain franchises. You can't say it with every franchise. I, I think KD situation is a little different than most, right, because the expectations are going to be extreme. Um, you know, you it's going to be a lot of comparisons to other superstars that people seen struggle or mm-hmm. not finish the deal by not having somebody else right. alongside of them. 
Um, but I don't think he'll let that get to him. I don't know him well at all, but I've watched him enough that I think when you go back to Brooklyn, and this is a this is a, a call that you have to answer, and everybody's watching you. He usually does. I think he will. And it's up to the coaching, too, to make the adjustment. If you're down to one, you got to get the most out of that. But one. are they really down That's to, up to one? Coaching. Or are they yes. really well, down to down one? Down to one star? I mean, like, just, yeah. Well, I know they're down to one star, but yeah. are they really down to one where the other guys won't all of a sudden rise yeah, to the occasion? Like guys like Joe Harris and others who have done it throughout the year who now have to step up. All right, and then there's Milwaukee. They got 34 points, 12 rebounds from Giannis Adenagumpo. And Giannis's overnight delivery brought to you by USPS. Business is changing, and USPS is changing with it. Find out how at usps.com slash newroots. The United States Postal Service, prior to you. So things got a little more complicated for the Nets, and things are also complicated for one NFL franchise whose leaders, they just can't stop talking. That is next. KJZ, ESPN Radio, and ESPN2. Spoke to a team source who said the Packers have engaged with Aaron Rodgers and his representatives, and they will continue to try to do so. We want him back in the worst way. I know he knows that. We'll continue to work at it each and every day. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Lawu Cabarro, and then the hook shot off the catch block. Perry, who got the steal, got his shot swatted at the end of the trip. Holiday into the paint, lob the rim, alley-oop dunk. Bonacera, everybody. Milwaukee's tied the series at two. It's 101-84. Bonacera, Sean Kelly says on ESPN Radio, he and P.J. Carlissimo on the call. As Giannis and the Bucks even their series with the Nets, they win game four, 107-96. Giannis recording his four 30-point, 10-rebound game of the postseason. Only Kareem has more such games in a single postseason in Bucks history. 
As for the Nets, this is the first time they've scored fewer than 100 points in back-to-back games this season. Kyrie Irving was injured in the game, exited with 17 minutes to go due to a sprained right ankle. Game 5, Tuesday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern with coverage on ESPN Radio starting at 8 p.m. In the West, Nikola Jokic was ejected as the Nuggets got swept by the Suns. 125-118 was the score in Game 4. It was the first time since 2010 the Suns are back in the Western Conference Finals. As for the Joker, he was ejected after a flagrant two in the third quarter. Jokic, the fifth MVP to be swept in a playoff series all time. Chris Paul, 37 points in Game 4, became the oldest player, he's 36, to average 25 points and 10 assists in a playoff series. Speaking of the Joker, Serbian, fellow Serbian, Novak Djokovic, he wins the French Open. He beats Stefanos Tsitsipas in the championship. <laughs> Jokic earned, Jokovic earned his 19th career Grand Slam title, one behind Rafi Nadal and Roger Federer for the most in men's tennis history. Jokovic has already won both the Australian Open and the French Open this year. Wimbledon starts two weeks from today. Sports Center brought to you by Mako. There's scratches and dents and unexpected natural events. Life throws you uh-ohs. Just say better get Mako and head to Mako.com to get an online estimate today. Oh, yes. <laughs> the Aaron Rodgers saga, drama, the story in the NFL that just won't go away. But is it Aaron Rodgers' saga and well, drama? Well, now it's becoming something more than that, right? As, as there is, believe it or not, a latest to this story. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Alan Hahn in for Zubin. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. So it really is something. Sometimes it's like, you know, the less you say, the better. And I believe that's something that either it was Mark Murphy or it was uh, – he's the, the CEO of the Packers, by the way – or – I think it was Brian Kudekums, one or the other, the GM, said something about how the less we say. No, it was Mark Murphy in his um, in his monthly column that he writes for Packers.com. Yes. Right? Didn't he say, like, it's better things are said out of the public forum? But then he said something at the same time <laughs> in that he column. he keeps saying things in the public forum. Yeah. So the latest is uh, Murphy saying this now. Um, I'm often reminded, though, of Ted Thompson, as most of you know, the great general manager passed away earlier this year. Thompson off, often talked about Aaron, that he's a uh, – and it wasn't just Aaron, a lot of different players. He would say he's a complicated fella. So I'll just say that. Complicated fella. From the beautiful mystery to the complicated fella. Now, this is the same Mark Murphy who, of course – Right, uh, was it uh, late January when the, the idea that Aaron Rodgers wasn't happy and may, might not want to return, said, we're not idiots. No way we're trading him. No way we're getting rid of him. We go from we're not idiots to he's a complicated fella, Keith. Well, they Mark Murphy isn't getting rid of him. What he's doing is he's just now basically – continuing to alienate the situation because he knows that the situation really doesn't have an end to it. The end to it is you'll sit, give us some of our money back, and eventually we'll decide when to move on from you. But we know you're not going to play for us this year. We know you're not going to play for us next year. We know your Green Bay Packers career is over. So we know it's done. We know it's done. So I'm just going to continue to just needle you, mess with you, just because I can do it now. Because we know, we've already tried that we've run out of 
questions for you. You've given us no answers. We've already flown out. We've done everything. We've talked to your agent multiple times. We've communicated with you through several different channels. Mm -hmm. We're not getting the response that we want. So basically blank you. And I'm just going, gloves are off now. That's what it says to me. Gloves are off. Because you're saying complicated fella. Now what is Aaron Rodgers supposed to say? Oh, I'm complicated? Mm -hmm. Oh, really? (laughs) And, And so... I was supposed to come to training camp. Complicated fella comes a couple of weeks after he wrote that Rodgers is dividing the fan base. Now you're dividing the fan base. You're a complicated fella. You want me to come into training camp now and look at you standing on the sideline doing camp or walk past me in the hallways. You're like, we know it's not going to work. We know it's not going to work. Jay, he's – I mean, this is what I don't understand. Like, he is – He's under contract. Like that, that's the part that is you're this, you're supposed to do this. Like this is your job. So what, what, you know you're complicated because you're complicating things. Like is it is what he's saying? It it does sound, it does sound like he's causing an issue. Like by Mark by, Murphy is by cre- he's yeah, causing an issue by by creating the drama by talking more publicly. But in the end, it's like yeah, he, he is being complicated. Complicating. Who's being complicated? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. I mean, how like, so? Like he's complicated. Creating this, it's this is he's making this very complicated. You're under contract. You're you're should be playing for so us. So what? I'm under contract. I already told you I don't want to play for you. The contract's not binding. It doesn't. But the contract mean is binding. Technically, it's it's not. the contract is binding. That's no, why you're going to pay not. me back. It's That's not. why you're going to pay me back. What forty? 40 okay, whatever. Dollars? I'm going to give you back. I'm going to give you back. I'm making. I live that decision. That's fine, but it's binding, though. It's, it's not. not like there's not. It's not. It That's why they cut you. If if it was binding, they wouldn't cut well, you. Well, it, it's binding in the side of the favor for the owner and the team, but it's binding. It's they binding. wouldn't I mean, cut look, you it, if it was not binding. binding. Well, if it's not binding, then you have to give back the forty million dollars. And they know that, and they're going to try and get that if Aaron Rodgers doesn't come in, which Aaron Rodgers is not going to come in. Well, they're he's not, not coming in, and they know gonna, that already. They're going to get their money back. I mean, they're gonna I, I don't think back. Aaron Rodgers is worried about giving the money back. To be honest with you. Well, now at this thing, we're talking about two different conversations, mm-hmm. right? So, look, is, is it complicated? I think if you're Mark Murphy or if you're Brian Goodenkins, like if you've tried everything, if you've exhausted all options and you get no read or no feel from Aaron Rodgers, then so be it. Then the writing's on the wall. Then don't come back. Pay me back my money. Sit here until we find the right option that gives us the value in return then we'll make the trade when we're ready to make the trade. But, you know, it's, it's interesting. We act like Aaron Rodgers, his ego deserves what he wants. Understandably so. I get it. Get what you want then, Aaron Rodgers. But let's not act like the CEO of the Packers or the GM of the Packers doesn't have an ego here too. And let's not act like they're not going to say, okay, like, hey, I might have called you complicated. I'm sure I wanted to call you a lot more names, mm-hmm. but I didn't. I called you complicated, which you are. Well, he, and he also actually used he used Thompson as a reference. But you don't, but you don't throw gas on the fire, even if he is yeah. complicated. And, that's and, the stupidity. And that's kind part of, of it. That's where I agree with like, you. Seriously, like you don't start to just play that. I'm the general manager, president of the team, so therefore I'm going to do things that I want to do, and I'm going to complicate your life. And like you're playing tit for tat. That's stupidity. This is like, an, why are you doing that? Yeah, this is an ego play. Now, now we had yeah. Lewis Riddick on, uh, on, I believe it was Friday, right, we, last week. 
And he to, had a very strong – remember, Jay, the way you reacted to him because he was a very strong take about this. And it was less now, – now, Lewis has both the executive side experience and the player side experience, and his was more of an executive side take. Listen to this. If you're the Packers and you're looking at it from a, man, from a management standpoint, from a strategic standpoint, you just sit and wait because there's no way you can win and really recoup – you know, maximum value or fair value for a guy of his caliber at this point. There's no way you can. So you need to really just sit and wait. You need to play this out to the very, very end with him and test his resolve as far as is he really that committed to not playing for us? That's what they need to do. I don't want to see it happen that way. None of the fans want to see it happen that way. It should have never got to this point. But if you're the Packers now, that's what you have to do. You have to play a very, very high-stakes game of chicken with him. You know, and, and, and Lewis is 100% right. If you've ever been in any real negotiations, like if you've ever done negotiations by yourself and not necessarily have to rely on agents and all that other stuff, if I'm, if I'm the Green Bay Packers and I'm sitting in that chair, I'm not talking about Aaron Rodgers. I'm not mentioning his damn name. I'm not saying anything. I'm going to let him sit and stoop. I'm going to let his ego, oh, man, they really ain't thinking about me. Everything is going to be Jordan Love and and how great Matt LaFleur is doing as our head coach. I'm not even talking Aaron Rodgers. That'll burn his ass up. But they're not playing it right. They're not playing it right. They just, they continue to continue to feed his ego. And what you have to do if you're the front office is just, there's nothing to talk about. See, that's where I agree. You don't that, just don't say anything. They're not handling this well. But let's bring in Dan Graziano, our ESPN NFL insider right now on the Goodyear hotline because I know Dan's got a pretty strong take on what's going on here. But, Dan, that, that's my reaction the same as Key is I just feel like what, what Mark Murphy said, all right, he said it. You know, I don't think you could have said a lot worse than that. But why even bother talking about it publicly at this point? And it, it is inconsistent with what the Packers have done so far. Anything you've ever heard so far from the head coach and the GM has been very consistent, very simple. We want him back. We're trying to find a way to get him back. So I guess you could probably call what Murphy did a slip-up. I, I, don't, I don't personally feel fired up about it because, again, I'm on Jay's side. I think there's a lot worse things that the Packers would probably like to call Aaron Rodgers right now and, and are probably doing so in private. But, um, look... It, I, I think the situation is, you know, is it a good strategic move? I'm just not sure the Packers are in strategy mode right now. I think they're trying to figure out what Aaron Rodgers wants and then the degree to which they feel compelled to give it to him. And to this point, they haven't figured that out. So if you're trying to maximize his trade value, this isn't the right way to go, but they're not thinking about trading him. You know, they're trying to get him to come back. So I, I just, for me, it's... It, it's it, it's, it's a lot of nothing in the end. And if this is the kind of thing that's going to push Aaron Rodgers further away from the team, then he would be proving Murphy's point. Dan, I, I continue to keep hearing, you know, reporters, analysts, different people. What is it that Aaron Rodgers wants? There's only two things, right? To leave Green Bay and go right. play for another team. Because the money, he can get that anywhere. That's not an issue. Contract-wise, it's not an issue. They're not firing the general manager or the president. So the only thing that he wants is to be gone. Do we see this at all happening where Aaron Rodgers will not be a Green Bay Packer in 2021 and thereafter? 
We know he wants to be gone, but he also hasn't demanded a trade. So, again, complicated may be the right word here. I mean, I think he might have hit the nail on the head. And in terms of the money, I know the Packers have talked to him about a new contract. They've offered a new contract. I guess their hope is that it can be solved that way. He signed his contract three years ago with two years left on the previous deal. And this year he's making $14.7 million plus a $6.8 million roster bonus, which does not hold up to the top quarterbacks in the league. So to think that that has nothing to do with this, I'm a little skeptical. But so far, the Packers' efforts to fix it through contract have not worked. At this point, they have no inclination to trade him. I think they're trying to get Jordan Love ready and, and see if they can't, what, what their other options are going to be between now and then, and still hoping that Aaron Rodgers decides to, at some point, come back to work. If he doesn't, the Packers are going to be in a situation similar to where the Colts were a couple of years ago when Andrew Luck retired, except they have a few more months to prepare for it. Are, are, are they willing to, or better yet, let me ask that, strike that. Are they confident in Jordan Love to move forward with him? Are they, do they feel that strong? That they, that they want to just part ways with Aaron Rodgers and roll with Jordan Love. They don't want to part ways with Aaron Rodgers, and they've been clear on that. But they drafted Jordan Love in the first round, traded up to draft him because they think he can be a franchise quarterback of the future. The plan at the time of drafting him was to move on to him ideally in 2022. And then you factor in there were no preseason games last year. He really didn't get a lot of reps. He's probably further behind in his development than they would have expected him to be by now just because of the odd circumstances of his rookie season uh, externally. Nothing to do with him. Everything to do with with that COVID season. So I don't think they are confident in him. I think they believe they can get him ready if they need to. But at this point, confident would be the wrong word. He's still a work in progress. He still needs more practice reps. And that's been their silver lining right, to not having Rodgers around is more reps for Jordan Love. Obviously, it's not their preference, but that's their circumstance, and, uh, and that is one positive thing that has come out of it. Dan, Lewis Reddick came on our show last week and said that this turns into a game of chicken, and that if he were the general manager, he would sit back and yes. just wait until he got ultimately the best value he could for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, couldn't you propose a different argument, though? Like, isn't a team like Denver out there in dire need of a quarterback? Couldn't you extract a lot of value from them as a trade partner right now? Uh, in theory, yeah, but the Packers haven't wanted to engage any trade partners, so uh, they haven't yet found that out, unless Denver's calling and leaving voicemails with the offers on them, uh, which I guess is possible, but uh, I don't have an indication that that's going on. So, no, at, at this point, they're still telling teams, no, we're not going to trade him. And I think more likely than trade – see – if you're trading him and you're getting picks, it's 2022 picks. So what's the rush to get those, right? I mean, you could wait until October in the trade deadline or next offseason to do it and still get those same picks. If you're trading him for players, maybe it's a different story. But I just think the Packers are playing this in a way that, uh, you know, the Mark Murphy comment last week aside, they are playing it in a way that says, look, we'd love to have you back. If you don't want to come back, yeah, that's up to you. We can move on. But I don't think they're interested in giving him what he wants if that is, in fact, a trade. Remains that beautiful mystery, Dan. We'll just have to keep uh, keep plugging away yes. at this story. But while we have you, l- let me ask you a question about another team that, uh, as far as expectations go for this season, they continue to trend up, and that is the Cleveland Browns. You know, when you consider that they get mm. healthy, they consider what they did last year, how far they were able to push even the Chiefs uh, where they got them. What should be the expectations for the Cleveland Browns this season in your mind? I think the Cleveland Browns have the right to expect to be a a playoff team and a a contender for the Super Bowl. I mean, they were right there with the Chiefs in that playoff game last year, two games away from the Super Bowl. 
They went into this offseason with rare continuity uh, for the Cleveland Browns, right? Same coach, same GM. It's it's hard to say in in the the recent history of the Cleveland Browns that they've had the same coach and GM two years in a row. So, (laughs) and they're very happy with the work those two have done. They went in thinking our offense really was good by the end of the year. It's going to get Odell Beckham back. We need to focus on the defense, make the defense better. And they did a lot to try and make the defense better in free agency and in the draft. So Cleveland has every reason to have the highest hopes. If they believe in their quarterback, Baker Mayfield, as they say they do, and if he rewards that belief with a big season, I think they're right there on paper with the top teams in the AFC and the NFL. That's definitely going to be, again, it's the health is the most important thing as we talk about that with a lot of teams, but certainly Baker Mayfield sure. all eyes on him if he can get this done. Dan, thanks so much for the time this morning. Appreciate you. All right, Danny. You got it. All right, Dan Graziano on the Goodyear hotline. But what he, said, what he said, though, about Cleveland and Baker Mayfield, right? Like, Keith, when you think about, which hasn't been talked about enough, Odell Beckham Jr. returning to full health. And I feel like Odell's kind of been – I remember talking about Forgotten him. Forgotten man? Yeah, like mm-hmm. I've, I remember talking about him almost every day. Well, what that's because he was impact? in New York, too. Well, that's true. But even when he was in Cleveland, we talked about him. Because he had just went from New York. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Called me out for that. But still, what kind of an impact can he have on this team when he's you know, back at full health? He and Jarvis Landry. Gives him another weapon, right? I mean, it gives them another presence, another weapon, a guy who uh, – Certainly has a lot of firepower, who, who's one of the top receivers when healthy in the NFL. No matter how many touches he gets, he has an impact within the game because he's a red dot guy. You've got to locate okay. him and you've got to find him. Uh, and, and I think that that is going to be the unique part of getting him back for them is they got a guy who could take the top off of it and who knows how to play the game as a veteran and who I'm sure his time away – will appreciate the game even more now hmm. when he's coming back. It, it, they, get a, they get a guy. They get a guy. It, I, don't think, well, I don't think it's going to change them but he's not all just a that guy, much. But he's not just a guy, though. He was dynamic. At one point, one of the best wide receivers, one of the best targets you could throw to in the game. Yeah, but they're not going to all of a sudden change what they do because OBJ is back. They're not going to yeah. focus in on getting him the football. They're, he's going to fit within what they're doing okay. with the team. They're not going to all of a sudden say, see, he was one of the most dynamic receivers in the game when he was at the Giants because yes. the Giants was force-feeding him the football. Cleveland's not going to do that. Cleveland is going to allow mm. his ability to be a part of what they do from an offensive standpoint. That's how he's going to eat. He's going to get his touches based on those sort of things. And, and that's a good thing because it's a luxury to be able to have Landry and OBJ yeah. so now they can pick their poison. If you double one – how, what you going to do with the other? And the running game. Like you on know, top and of the it. running so game. So you got to worry about what's going on there. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. On, on the impact that Odell Beckham Jr. could have on the Browns, when it comes to returning players, you would argue Dak Prescott would be the guy that you say, biggest impact on his team coming off injury, Dak Prescott. But how far off is Odell? Wait, Alan, can I say something real quick, just going back to that conversation about Odell? Like, yeah. Look, he gives him another weapon. Like he said, I agree with that. I think it's the way that the Browns have to come out and show that they are the team we think they are this year. I know they were 11-5 and last year. I stand by my comments that I think, look, they should be their, – their eyes should be set on trying to win the Super Bowl, trying to beat Kansas City and the NFC. I understand all that. But still, like, with the wins that they had against the Texans, the Eagles, the Jags, even the win they had against the Steelers where pretty much all their starters were gone, I think how they win those games now, we will be paying attention to that. 
right? Because if they're this team that we all think they can be, then how they win those games actually matter because you want to see them win that in a dominant force. Well, you talk about winning, right? And you heard Dan say that they should believe they're a playoff team, which yes. I would think you would say that. Yeah, they're a playoff team. Further than that. How about Travis Kelsey? He said, I would, I would say they're definitely a contender. Without a doubt, it's definitely there. Baker and the gang have upped the ante, made this team an unbelievable team and a team you have to prepare for and take serious. I think moving forward, without a doubt, I can see a lot more playoff games between us. And the Jarvis Landry responded <laughs> saying, it's something people always say you should not talk about, but nobody trains and nobody does what they do to not be a champion. So that's the standard. So why not talk about it? Can it's I interpret real. what Kelsey said? <laughs> Please do. We don't give a damn about them. What? We don't care about them. <laughs> Wait a minute. We don't care about them. It sounds we like worried, nothing, what he we worried about our own team. We could care less about them. That's what he said. You think that was just patronizing? Just Man, pat what, him on the what, head? That's who's cute? going to say that, though, about negative about it. a team that they got to see? Nobody's going to say, well, you know, Cleveland's got a long ways mm. to go. He's not going to say Put that. Put all the pressure on Cleveland. Okay, he's this is not, how it feels, Cleveland. Not, oh, we have the same expectations. Come on, now man. I expect you to be good. How does oh, it feel? God, you're good such luck. a reporter. Wow. You will fall for anything. I'll fall for anything that helps me write a story, and that's a hell of a, that's a, hell of a quote. That's a lead quote right there, Keith. Oh, that's a story I can write. Travis Buying or Kelsey. selling Cleveland as a Super Bowl contender. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. More next. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.